This program is a proud member of Univaz. Unified, unique, voices. Learn more at univazpods.net. Hello, my name's Patrick, and I'm a Scream Queen. I'm a Scream Queen, and so are you! <laughs> Hello again, my beautiful screamers, and welcome, welcome to another episode of Scream Queens, the podcast for horror gets gay, but tonight, it's not an official episode, no, you know, with the potathon right around the corner, you think I'd be, you know, all knee deep in that, which I am, but that does not mean there's not stuff going on over on Patreon. And just the other night, I released the second episode of Sometimes Uncle Lewis Does Dreadful Things, which is the first spinoff series of the Scream Queens podcast. It's a brand new podcast where we talk about Friday the 13th, the series. Every month we go on the next episode because, you know, the Friday the 13th spectacular doesn't come up often enough. I mean, we waited like over a year for Friday the 13th to come up again on the calendar this last time, and I don't want to wait anymore. So you can't have a month without a 13 in it. Every month has a 13th, as far as I know, right? Right, right, Smoochie? Smoochie says yes. So that's how we're celebrating the 13th of every month over there on Patreon for my subscribers. So you're going to get a sneak peek taste of that right now. And the episode that we're talking about is episode two of the series, which is called The Poison Pen, in which Ryan and Mickey must go deep undercover at a secluded cloistered monastery in order to get back a cursed quill pen, a pen with which the evil things you write about come true, spelling death and disaster and doom for those who find themselves inscribed with the ink of the poison pen. Uh, we had a lot of fun with this one, and I'm sure you will too, but only if you're a Patreon subscriber, you're going to get the first 10 minutes or so now, and hopefully that will tempt you over to find out more, and you're going to find out how to become a patron after you get this little sneaky peeky taste of sometimes Uncle Lewis does dreadful things. Hello, hello again, dear patron. Welcome, do come in, do come in out of the rain and the cold. Welcome once again to my most unusual curio shop. I am Patrick Walsh. Thank you for joining me again in my emporium dedicated to the weird, the unusual, and the downright fabulous. Now I know why you're here. The 13th has come again on the calendar, which means it's time. It is time once again for us to gather and discuss Uncle Lewis. Yes, he left us this shop. He left us everything in it. On the surface, he was a very good man, but sometimes... Uncle Lewis does dreadful things, and we need to discuss what he's done this month. This is the podcast that is dedicated to Friday the 13th, the series, where once a month, every month, we go through the next episode chronologically through Friday the 13th, the television series, and we are up to season one, episode two, The Poison Pen. And as always, I am joined by my fellow shopkeepers and enthusiasts of the weird, unusual, and fabulous... Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Maya Murphy and Trading. Hey, how y'all doing? Oh, I was doing great until Uncle Lewis got up to his tricks again. My goodness. That keeps everyone busy. Oh, not even stationary is safe. 
<laughs> You'd think stationary would be so mundane, so dry, and yet here we By are. By definition, it should be stationary. Stay in Ooh. one place, do nothing. But no, Ooh. no, 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 no. Bring in doom and... The oh, devil God. ruins everything. It's uh, son yeah. of a bitch. Son of a bitch. Okay, so... Who wants to give a quickie little ep- uh, summary of what goes on this episode? Who did it last time? Oh, I don't remember. I think you asked us both to do it, and neither of us were great. <laughs> uh, so I think Maya just volunteered. I yeah, think I, I got my finger on my nose, and we can't see what Trey's doing. So <laughs> <laughs> You can't see me. I can't hide. I have nowhere to go. All right. Nope, nope, um, nope, nope. There, uh, the, the title. I of- learned that trick from you, by the way. <laughs> Hiding? The nose game. <laughs> oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I taught that to my parents. I was very proud. Okay, so one of the cursed objects that has been sold is a pin that can make only evil things happen. And it has been used to murder several monks? Monks only? Regular people? I think just monks? No, no, no actually, they say before, they say the orc. See, well, no, whoever's it's, using it's this. Whoever is using this pen is causing quite a sensation because now he's like a tabloid headline. The Oracle of Death predicts another disaster, and he's predicted an earthquake and some other disaster and a fire and a plane crash. So it's been stuff outside of the monastery, but now all of a sudden the focus is going inward. It's this monk in seclusion that's got the pen predicting disasters all around, and now all of a sudden all the deaths keep getting closer and closer to home. And that's because the budget was low, so you could just film on one set. But what a set. It was a great set, I got to say. I love the monastery set. The set was good. Yeah. I mean, set it was nice. Good. It was dark. I, I, it was moody. It was everything I want. It didn't look... I, it was, granted, I there were ridiculous additions to it. in the real world allowed to use electricity, though. Like, these were some weird, like, Amish monks. Like, things were odd. Things. This was yeah, a different they, monastery. Yeah. Well, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you do not understand the comings and goings of the Eternal Brotherhood. They don't allow women, so I just, I'd have a hard time learning, I guess. I'm sorry, the Eternal Brotherhood sounds like a group, like a musical group. Ladies and gentlemen, the Eternal Brotherhood. Oh, yeah. They do have a lot of trees to pick up. And all the songs about their dicks and stuff would be terrible. (laughs) (laughs) Just a bunch of bros talking about our dicks. Yeah, but anyway, it's enough to catch the attention of our our friends down in Curious Goods, because uh, Mickey, uh, Ryan's going on. He's, oh, the Oracle of Death has predicted another death. Did you get a load of this oracle of death? This monk, he claims to be able to predict uh, people's deaths. That's ridiculous. Not for people lying in the ground, it ain't. No, no, he's already predicted a fire, um, uh, an airplane crash, and the deaths of eight people. Nobody can predict the future. How can you predict that? uh, He predicted the death of the abbot of the order that he's in, and when Jack looks at the newspaper article, he's like, I recognize that pen! I wrote that down. It's like a black and white photo, and he's like, that pen, I know that quill. I know that quill, like, of, oh, oh, sure you do, but all right. Oh, my goodness, no. A pen. What? He's using a quill pen. A pen? Don't most monks use quill pens? But not that particular pen. I picked that one up in Tierra del Fuego. It's made from a tail feather from a giant Chilean condor. They're the worst kind. Lewis loved that. He said he got a handsome price for it, too. Pens, 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 pens. But, ah, here we are. Quill pen set in silver. Number 46295, sold to one Rupert Selden. I plucked that bird myself. But, you know, that's Jack. <laughs> that's Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it was a Peruvian condor, the worst kind of condor. Like, don't be judging birds. Jack's oh. pretending like he's interesting. 
Oh, he's trying so hard. <laughs> well, he can't compete with the hair. No, he can compete can't. with the hair, but he, he gets a fighting chance this episode because we hide the hair. Yeah. We do hide the hair because mm-hmm. surprising mm-hmm. choice. There was some, some surprising choices for the second episode that right away they're going deep undercover. Mickey they're and going... Ryan have to go undercover at the monastery, which means what? Okay, so they make these bogus choices. <laughs> they're like, not only are we going to pass you both off as men, but you definitely came from England for reasons. No one tries to do an accent. They're supposed to be from Yorkshire, which granted is a difficult accent, but she doesn't pass for a man, not for a hot second. And, 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 oh, they do such a bat. Like I wrote down in my notes, that is not how you bind. Like he's wrapping her in ace bandage, but she's still got this like tiny little eighties boobies frame. And I'm like, that's not, you are not helping. Well, and with the hood on, she looks like Tilda Swinton at times. Yes, yes. She did look like Tilda Swinton at times, which is not a bad Oh, the cheekbones. Yes, she, mm. those cheekbones yeah. were a giveaway. Oh, hey, hey, you don't have to put on your robe just yet. Yes, I do. I look terrible. No, no, you don't. You're the cutest boy I've ever seen. The best built, too. Stop. This had this this episode had a high incest quotient. I wrote, quotient. stop hitting on your cousin, oh. and then I started making tick marks every time he did it again. Yeah, oh, yeah, he, he wants her. What I enjoyed at this one, we open at the monastery and they're having this meeting and they're discussing selling the monastery. And the abbot is saying, absolutely not. No way. We're not in this for the money. We don't need the money. We need this for the monks. We're doing God's work here. We're not selling, period. End of story. Next scene, you see somebody scribbling with the poison pen and like elaborate calligraphy and scary whispers. Brother Capilano has always marveled at the miracle of flight. And as he watches his Oh yeah, I'm doing this like total Asmir version of sometimes he will take flight. (laughs) (laughs) Totally Asmir. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was effective though. It was effective. And he wasn't just writing it down. He was doing calligraphy with like the first letter in a little box and very elaborate. Oh, uh, fully illuminated. But then also like they close the book right after they finished writing. I'm like, no, you have to let the ink dry. You've obviously never done this before. Well, clearly you've never written with a cursed pen before. Oh, you don't need a blotter cursed. with a devil pen. The ink doesn't have to dry. Oh, it's an upside. And the calligraphy mm. just happens. Yeah. Yeah, well, that's just a handwriting trait, which is going to come up again later. But also, I want to bring up, if we're talking about the meeting at the very beginning with the abbot and the other monks, uh, they say, oh, well, surely it's not what our founder would have wanted. They gesture to this painting of a monk taking something away from a Native American, and they never come back to that as a plot point. And I'm just like, why is there an Indian in the painting? Do you want to? That seems like a choice. Well, this is my thing. Like we said, this is an order undeterminate to church undeterminate. But the person that they gestured to is distinctly a Capuchin monk. How does Catholic boy know this? How? Capuchin monks have that distinctive haircut that's like a ring around their head. By the way, that's why Cappuccino is called that, because it looks like a little Capuchin monk. If you do the foam correct, it sticks to the rim of the cup. Oh, etymology, you bastard. Yeah. This is a very educational episode. Things I learned in Rome. <laughs> Things I learned in Rome at the Capuchin Monastery. They're like, have you ever drunk one of a little me? I'm like, what? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, a little cappuccino. You drink a cappuccino with like a bear. Hey. I'm like, okay, I don't know what's happening. But yeah, well, so the Patreon users, were, 
But none of them have that, and yet they're they're handling animals like they're Franciscan, but they're clearly not because I've dealt with patron saint of vegetarians. I went to Assisi. Mm. There, thank you, thank you. I went to a Franciscan college, and they are all about love, peace, pet the animals. Here's all the information. Process it all. Make your own decisions, man. I'm going to be hanging over here smoking some doobies behind the butt. Yeah, they're very chill. (laughs) Very chill. So this was totally not them either, but whatever. We're hearing the scary thing about how he always admired the miracle of Slyton wished it for himself. And now he's going to get a taste of it, but it's all going to go terribly wrong. While he's working with carrier pigeons. (laughs) Yeah, like carrier pigeons, which is a very Franciscan thing to do. And they say the monastery is in the middle of the city. So he's sending the carrier pigeons somewhere else locally in this city. He has a pigeon coop. Maybe it's not carrier pigeons. Just a pigeon no, he was t- he was affixing something to one of their little legs. It wasn't just a coop on the roof. There was a there was messages. And maybe maybe it was like an order to Subway. <laughs> please please send me a sandwich. I am so tired of brown rice. <laughs> so hungry. Because Hold if on. he used the the pen to get uh, order some subs, and it would be like you no know, no mustard. Devil That's sub, yes. Devil sub, just like Homer Simpson. It would be an actual sub, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, but we get to the self-flagellation later. There's a sub. He starts flying. He starts flying. He starts levitating in the air, and he's got his arms out, and he's got this look at his face like, I feel happy. I feel happy. I feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> at last, God has granted me the thing I want. And then they cut to this stuntman who you can see rotate in the air to land on the pillow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, hey, what are you gonna do? But no, he doesn't. He did, all of a sudden, it just drop. He just gets dropped like a rock off the side of the bell tower. <laughs> and lo, much like Brother Capilano's first solo flight was tragically cut short, your visit with Maya Tradine, Uncle Lewis, and I has also come to an abrupt flattening end. But if you like what you heard and you want to hear more, head on over to www.patreon.com slash screamqueens and find out how you can become a super screamer supporter of the show. You get exclusive benefits of all kinds. You get find out what's going on at the movie theater. Like what should you see at the box office? What should you not waste your money on? You'll get exclusive looks into movies that I pick that I will never talk about on the show. What I call my super secret stash. Of my super secret favorite movies, of things. Let's say I you say let's say a movie's coming out at the box office that you had your heart set on, and I come on the show and I shit all over, and you're like, "Well, great." Now, what I do with my weekend? Bang! I give you an option. Bangs! So you're always gonna get two movie reviews at least, something in the on the big screen, and something from my secret stash. What's well, this? A newsletter? There's, there's 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 all kinds of benefits going on over there. So go check it out, check it out, check it out, and join the rank of the super screamers. If you're a super fan of Scream Queens, that's the place for you to be, man. Everybody over there is super cool and super chill, and you'll have a great old time. Yeah. So the potathon is about to start. I'm very excited. I got to start focusing my stuff back over there of this show because man. At this point, I'm always terrified. Even though, like, everything's in place, everything's ready to go, I just got to record intros and outros for every episode every day, and then, then, then everything's done, and do the show notes and all that stuff, but man, I'm nervous. But I know you guys are going to come through, and you're going to do great stuff for the kids and new alternatives, and do something to change things around about this ridiculous epidemic of homelessness among our queer teenagers. It's not okay, and it's not cool, but you're cool. You're cool. And I won't be taking voicemails during the potathon, but 
like every year, I'm going to be missing out on Halloween. So if you do something awesome this year, I want to hear about it. If you go to a cool haunted house, you see a cool play or I don't know, a cool, I don't know, go a cool Halloween party, so some awesome costumes, I want to know. So pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and call 917-720-2047 or write me and send me pictures at, at, at crew at screamqueens.com. And as always, it's Queens with a Z. And you can find me on Facebook, too. You can go to Scream Queens where horror gets gay, do a little search on that. I'm on Twitter at Scream Queens, and I'm on Instagram at Scream Queens Podcast. And don't forget, go check out Patreon at www.patreon.com. And hey, if you're like, what is this Friday the 13th, the series business all about? Well, all the episodes pretty much just got taken down off of YouTube, except for maybe two or three. So the best thing for you to do is to use the link that's in the show notes right now. Because Scream Queens is also an Amazon affiliate right now. You can get your Friday the 13th complete series box set right there on Amazon, and be supporting the show at the same time. And that's another super cool thing to do. So, the pot of thought awaits. So, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, I'll see you in two days. And then I'll be seeing you every day until Halloween. When the madness finally ceases and Patrick can finally sleep again. So, until next time, my beautiful, beautiful screamers, continue to make the world a creepier place. And never, ever, ever forget the Scream Queen's golden rule. Fight or flight, survive the night, make it to the final reel, baby, and consider becoming a patron while you're at it. All of the music for tonight's show, unless otherwise specified, has been written by Sam Haynes. You can find all of his music at www.bandcamp.com. Dot com. Bitches! <laughs>